Yeah. Oh, mine started at the three second mark instead of the zero second mark. <laughs> Exhilarating. We're mixing it up. 2021. Uh, Here we are. Even though this is not our not our first episode of 2021. Yeah. But the first we're recording in 2021. Right. Right. This is the first time we're here in 2021. <laughs> Us physically. Here we are. <laughs> yes, and welcome everybody to Oddities. I'm Cassie. I'm Anna. And uh, those of you joining us for the first time, hello, how are you? Those of you who are not, welcome back. And uh, just a quickie, uh, (laughs) that was weird, (laughs) just a quick quick announcement, I don't know why I said that. Uh, All of our social media information is in the description, please uh, follow us, and um, if you're not already, please subscribe to us so you get a notification every time our podcast drops every Sunday morning. And we're also on Patreon. Please, if you uh, are able and would like to, feel free to donate to our show. The link is also in the box below. You can do as low as $1 a month. It's a good time. It is. And as always, thank you to our patrons who do donate. Um, If you choose to donate, you get a bonus episode every Wednesday where you get to see our beautiful faces as we're becoming increasingly exhausted at the halfway point through the week. Even though we recorded on Mondays, so we're just exhausted from the start. That's right. It's it's always fun to have a healthy dose of exhaustion. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Life is aging me very quickly. It sure is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, how are you? I'm fine. I just want to say this right off the jump. We're recording this. What the hell's the date? Today is the 9th. And what a week it's been. Yeah, we're we're recording this what 3 days after they stormed the Capitol, which has been the first time they've anyone has done that since like 1814 or something ridiculous. And there's much better podcasts who are, that are going to be well more informed, well more informed. You see what I'm saying? Well there's, more indeed. There's just there's better podcasts, there's better content to keep you more informed, to give you better opinions about what happened. But I just want to let you know that if you agree with the people that stormed the Capitol. I do not agree with you. Yep. And that's all that's that's all there is to say about that. Yeah, we'll leave it there. And I'm yeah. with you on that. So, um, you know, au revoir. <laughs> yeah. You're listening. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Because <laughs> I have no time for shit like that. But yeah, if there's obviously better content out there to consume it. And that's all we'll say about it. But I feel like we can't let it go because it is a national event. But if you're here for your weekly dose of stupid, ridiculous strangeness, then you've, you've come, come to the, to right the place. number one place. So, yeah. And uh, I love how we both slipped into game show mode there for a second. I feel like you had to there. We're so in sync. We are. Um, <laughs> I, otherwise, I'm, I'm fine. The week has been tiring. Mm-hmm. The first week back to work, no good. Mm-hmm. No good. But, uh... I'm trying to even think what happened this week. Have I even watched anything? Have you no. been enjoying your new couch? Oh, love my new couch. So it's there was very a, nice. Thank you. There was a big um, issue with my couch. It couldn't get up my stairs. It was like the worst. It but was couch apocalypse 2020, but it now was, it's here. And it's wonderful. And I spend every evening just tucked in the little corner. <laughs> 
Tucky Tuck, Nighty uh, Nook Nook. Nighty Nook Nook, apparently watching things I don't remember. <laughs> How are because you? Because it's so good. Uh, I'm fine. I too can't remember anything that happened this week. Oh, well, uh, let's see. Corey and I have been playing Diablo on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm not good at it, but I do enjoy it. What is um, this? It's like a, it's like a, you know, you run around and kill monsters. Love you know, that. My person's a monk. She kicks ass. But like, what else? Uh, oh, I tried to make some pancakes this morning. It didn't go well. That's about it. <laughs> 2021, okay. off to a rip roaring start, everybody. Gang, this is adulthood. I'm talking about my couch. Cassie's like, we started playing a game and I didn't, my pancakes didn't work out. And that's it. <laughs> Remember when we were so excited to be adults and now we're like, uh. I am so wildly unimpressed. Oh, but some very exciting things. We've had a lot of listeners, and by a lot, I mean like a few of you, write in. Uh, so thank oh. you so very much. And keep it coming. Our email is also listed below. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you for the cool ideas. And stay tuned because they will be coming up. Yeah, and our latest email, I just stole that idea for next week. <laughs> yeah, actually, like my next... My next, I think, three are going to be based off of some of this. So, um, yeah. So I'm, thank you guys so much. Keep sending us. Yes. Yeah. It's it's really, really appreciated. And we also just had some people take the time to write in and say kind words. So extra thank you to you as well. We love you. We do. Uh, and and we're very excited to share. We've just reached a 13,000 download milestone. I, I can't you, believe... There's you guys so many are, people listening to our bullshit. It is blowing our minds. Like collectively, we every day, I almost every day, I'm so annoying. I send Anna like a screenshot of our metrics. I'm like, look, and then and then her response every time is, "What? This is so wild." Because it is so wild. I literally have never had any other response. I, sometimes I'll just go like, "Damn!" Like I don't even know I what know. to do. The fact that that so many of you are listening to us uh, talk shit about this stuff. Thank you. It's so nice. We love spending the time doing this and we would love to do even more. So tell your friends, family, whoever, whatever. Tell your mom. Tell your mom. Tell your cousin. Tell your significant other. Tell your dog. Leave it on if you have to leave the house. We'll keep them company. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Someone's like, I left you on for my dog. They're good. They're, they come their back. Dogs, their dog's like, oh my God. The slow slip to insanity. <laughs> <laughs> The dog's like, oh my god, I know Fido about no more. you people. <laughs> All right, maybe you scratch that last one. Don't put us on for your for your pets. No. Um, any hoozles? Uh, shall any we hoozles. shall we jump in? Sure. I have kind of a long one today, which is unusual for me. Oh, okay. Mine's shorter. So, uh, how would you like to do it? Long first, short second, short first, long second. We're just we're mixing and matching. We're you know so many oh. options. Um. All right, I, I mean, we can do long and then short. Give it to me. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm doing the Westfield Watcher. Wanana. I'm so excited. See, who needs sound effects when I can just do that? Yeah, you're crushing it with that God. new mic. <laughs> new microphone, new me. <laughs> Same ASMR. I'll see myself out. <laughs> Um, so this one is very particular to me. I mean, it's to both of us because we're both from New Jersey. But Jersey. I lived, but I lived in Westfield for two years. Yes. And then when I 
Google Maps this house, I realized it was directly on my run route. So I ran by this house like every other day. Shut up. Did you ever get the heebie-jeebies? Nope. <laughs> okay. Just thought no, I'd not ask. once. <laughs> but I also don't think I ever saw people there. Well. And we'll explain. So, okay. Okay, ready. Let's, let, let me give you a little recap about Westfield because it's quite a town. Love a recap. It's okay. So it's 45 minutes from New York and the town's 30,000 residents are largely well-to-do families. I can confirm this. It's a very quiet town. Everything closes at 10 PM. There's one bar that stays open until 11, but every time I would walk, uh, I guess like 1 AM on Fridays. Yeah. We were there late one time. Yeah. And it's, and when you walk home, it's like literally a ghost town. Like the first time I walked home from the bar, I was like, is this whole town a set? Like it's so quiet. <laughs> that, that town is wild. What what a plot twist if it was. <laughs> Dude, I was literally, I mean, I was a little drunk, but I'm walking home and I'm like, oh my God. It was like, you could hear anything from down the street. Like I could hear cars coming from a street away. That's how quiet it is. That's weird. It's very bizarre. It's a very, very quiet family town. So in 2014, when this happened, a website named it the country's 30th safest town. That's mind-boggling. That is. That's like, there are a lot of towns in this here country, you know? In this here country. This here country of ours. <laughs> um, the main complaint in the area was uncontu- un- Oh my God. This is a quote. Here we go. Bring it home. I got it. I got it. I got it. Was unconstitutional policing, by which they meant aggressive parking enforcement. Here's a fun thing, and I can say this now because I don't live there anymore. I bought a sticker to let me park on the street so I wouldn't get a ticket. And the woman at the police station was like, because it was the end of the year, and I was buying it for the current year. And I, she was like, but then you're, she was like, okay, just buy it for this year. And then you don't have to buy one for next year. Cause where you live and where you park, they don't check that area. And the cop was like, you can't say that to her. She needs to buy a sticker. <laughs> we love a woman helping another woman. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I never bought another sticker and they never gave me a ticket. So thank you. <laughs> she did you a solid. Thanks so much. Big shout out to that woman. What if she's listening to us? I have a feeling that woman doesn't give a fuck about anything, and I love her. That would be amazing. I hope she's doing well. <laughs> I, for sure. Yeah. So, all right. So here comes the watcher. Okay. In June 2014, a new family of five had just begun renovations to move into 657 Boulevard. So they hadn't even moved in yet. Nope, we're not even there. They received a card-shaped envelope with a note inside that was addressed to the new owner. And began, quote, dearest new neighbor at 655 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. In my notes, I go, slightly creepy, but maybe nice. <laughs> See, but I'm so fucked up, I probably would have thrown it in the garbage and never even opened the damn <laughs> If If something said the new owner, yeah. and there was no return address, I would have been like, good night, and I wouldn't have opened garbage! it. Garbage! <laughs> yeah, light that shit on, t- toss it in our fire pit, light that shit. Use yeah. this kindling, baby. Yeah, like, good night. I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. So, it continues, quote, How did you end up here? Did did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 
657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls? Why are you here? I will find out. Unquote. What the fuck? So within, like, that's basically the big chunk of it. But within the letter itself, the author identified the family's minivan, as well as the workers renovating the house. Oh, yikes. In regards to the renovation, the author wrote, quote, Tisk, tisk, tisk. Bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. Unquote. No, but I'm about to make your ass unhappy is what I would write back. <laughs> and so the author also noticed the family's children. And no. that, quote, once I know their names, I will draw them to me, unquote. What the hell? So now we have like a pedophile. And talked about, quote, bringing me young blood, unquote. <sighs> so here's how they end the letter. Quote, who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. I keep changing up how I pronounce the number. Sorry. I like it. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out any of the many windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. Unquote. This is what I would. Can I just segue? This is what I would do. When I got to this house, I would simply post up right on the front porch and just perpetually give the middle finger all day long. Just sit there with it up because fuck this person. This person sucks. If I got this note, I don't think I would be. I mean, I think I'd be afraid, but I, I feel like I would do something similar. Like I would just sit on my porch all day and be like, come at me, bro. Come take a look. See, yeah. You know, I don't know. Like. It's it's definitely a creepy, concerning. I hate that they mention the kids. Like, if right. if I was a parent, I'd be like, that's the point, the part that would bother me the most. I think for sure. Um, but like, if it was just me moving into this place, I'd be like, okay, have a look. I'll tell you what the house tells me. <laughs> it's so it. The note ends with, "Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin." And a signature and type cursive font that said, "The Watcher." baby let the games begin i don't know i just feel like i feel like this person's really lonely (laughs) really lame it's just so interesting to me that i ran by this house because that that street was so busy all the time is it a nice house i'm sure it's very nice it's a nice area yeah and and that like i ran through the neighborhood that was like very particularly rich yeah right and that was the start of that neighborhood ah the rich stretch yeah the houses oh, one, on that block are beautiful. Speaking of rich, one more thing I, I failed to mention at the beginning is I have now lost the lottery four times. So all going according to plan in 2021. Carry on. <laughs> so there we go. Just keeping it real <laughs> and consistent. So upon receiving the letter, the I, he went all the lights inside were on. He went around and turned off all the lights. So no one could see inside. And then he called the police. Okay. They contacted the previous owners who said a few days before moving out, they received a letter from the watcher. They said the note had been quote odd because it also mentioned that the watcher's family had watched the house over time, but otherwise they hadn't received anything like that in their 23 years of owning the house. So they threw the letter out. <laughs> That's right. That's how we do it. <laughs> they, they were like, yeah, this is weird. Tossed it. We acknowledge and we remove and we move on. 
Wow, that's a big 2021 theme. That's it. That's it. Big themes here on Oddities. That's right. So that day, the new owners and the previous owners went to the police station and they, the police basically were like, don't tell anyone about the letters, especially your neighbors, because now everyone's a suspect. Okay. Which is good point. A a solid piece of advice. Well done for once, everybody. Uh, Oh, don't worry. They still let him down. And we'll drop the ball. Excellent. Okay. So obviously in the coming weeks, the new owners are on high alert. And a few strange incidents happen, like a couple on the block that the new owners were giving a tour of the renovations to. Seems like a bad idea, but okay. Okay, yeah. But I guess, like, if you're trying to act normal, but that still seems, I would never I wouldn't give anybody a tour of my shit. No, unless it's, like, friends that are coming over for the first time, like, hey, check out the new place, like, you know. But I would never, like... People on the block, I would never hey, be you. like, yeah, come see the renovations. I'd be like, no, 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 no. This <laughs> hey, is the house. Come see renovations. I made muffins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like very, like, aggressive. Yeah. But uh, apparently the the couple said something to the effect of, oh, it'll be nice to have some young blood in the neighborhood. So, and I'm sure that's, Ooh. like, just like a but, saying. Yeah, but right. they were like, uh. And the contractor arrived to find a very heavy sign that he'd hammered into the front lawn had been ripped out overnight. Wow, rude. So weird things. Uh, Two weeks after the first letter, a new one is found, and the watcher had addressed the letter with their names. Now, they found out their names. It's the couple who came to check out the renovations. See, I'm I'm very suspicious of everybody. Everybody's suspicious. That's right. So the message from the watcher says, quote, Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy, and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time they will, unquote. Is there something dead in the walls, please? We don't know. They never... Okay, I didn't know if, like, during the course of these renovations, they busted down some shit. mm Mm-mm, I guess not. See, if I received that, I would demand that the walls get teared down because what if it's treasure or something? I have to say, if I got that letter and I was freaked out and I had a contract, like they leave tools around. I'd be like, hey, go get a sledgehammer out of your truck. We're going to go see what the fuck's going on in here. Yeah, let's let's tear down some walls. I'll pay you. It's fine. If, if you're <laughs> living in this area, you've got the money for it. So for you know, sure, I'm just saying. So the watcher also indicated the names of the kids and their birth order. Ooh, yikes. Okay. Even commenting on that one of the children is the, quote, artist in the family because there was an easel on the enclosed porch. Oh, on the enclosed porch. Is the porch in the front of the house or the back, I wonder? Well, I I talk about this later, but there's the port. The easel is, like, obscured from the street. Oh, yikes. Okay, so the person was, like, on their shit in order to see that. Yeah, that's gross. Mm -hmm hate that anytime the kids are brought in automatically then it like it's then it's disgusting like yeah before that it's like okay this is all fun and games to joke about or whatever but once they start bringing the kids into it then it's fucked up and like i'm very much not okay with it right like these are tiny innocent human beings that have no idea what's going on fuck off like don't you know right like fuck you for bringing somebody's fucking kids into this like what are you doing you dirty fucking weirdo right the end (laughs) the end so the letter goes on to say shit like uh, the house is anxious for you to move in, asked if the young blood will play in the basement or are they too afraid to go down there. Uh, oh, and then this is the direct quote. 
Uh, I would be very afraid if I were them. One, of, There was a spelling mistake. Oops. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream, unquote. No. Fuck you, dude. No, Fuck no. You. No, 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 no. So it insisted, the letter, that the previous owners, quote, kindly sold it when I asked them to, unquote. Okay. Even though they said that they had only received the one weird letter, like, whatever. Right. Okay. So the letter finishes by saying that this house is it the, this person's job, their life, their obsession. And it's basically blaming this family for being the product of your own greed. And it says, quote, greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard. And now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. You know I will be watching, unquote. That's so annoying. Like, how annoying. Fuck I, off. To pay the amount of money I'm sure they're paying, plus yeah. the amount of money in taxes, plus yeah. the renovations, yeah. I would be fucking furious. I would be so annoyed. Yeah. So they eventually stop going to the house, and they particularly stop bringing their kids. Right, of course. Good. And they were no longer sure when or if they were going to move in. Right. I mean, I would seriously start to doubt it. Once the kids started being brought into this, I'd be like, fuck this place. Because you would, I I think that there is something, I think this is why like home invasion horror movies like really get to me. There is something so weird about you being like, I can't even go home. Yeah, right. It's supposed like, to be like so your, scary. your safe place, theoretically, you know? It's, that's so terrifying. And now this fucking guy is like, I'm assuming it's a man. This has got to be. Right. <clears throat> is writing letters about their kids and talking about how you wouldn't be able to hear their screams from the basement. And like, I'm, I mean, like I said, I lived in Westfield for two years, you know, like you saw the bus drop kids off. They just walked their asses down the block. Like Westfield yeah. is safe. Yeah. So it, for kids to just like get home and then the parents to be wor- like, fuck that. Yeah. Right. So what a schmuck for real. So the owners thought that this was perhaps someone bitter about losing the house to them. Since the first letter was postmarked June 4th before the sale was public, there was no for sale sign on the lawn and it was only one day after the contractors. Oh, touche. So like somebody else who had bid on the house or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another was expensive. They're concocting this elaborate story. Mm hmm. Okay. So, to, like, scare them out of the house. Yeah, right. Which, okay. like, talk about being fucking butthurt. Yeah, like, fuck off. You're so fucking... God, what privilege. Go, go, sh- go shit your pants. I hate you. The end. Right. By the way, those last three senses could also be applicable to the people who stormed the Capitol. <laughs> to literally everything that's gone on in the last, like, 13 months now. <laughs> right. <laughs> fuck just... off. Fuck off. Go shit your pants. I hate you. All right. <laughs> So Come, coming they... soon to our merch store. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do want a mug that says that. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, sorry. So because they stopped going to the house, a third letter arrived saying, quote, where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you, unquote. Hmm. Fuck off, sir. Sir? So, Sir? So the letters were processed in Kearney, the U.S. Postal Services Distribution Center in northern New Jersey. Holla. Hi. So they, they knew it was someone close by. Right. 
The easel on the porch that was mentioned in the letter was shown to a Westfield detective as being hidden from the street by vegetation and couldn't be seen unless someone was behind the house or next door. Okay. Interesting. While at a barbecue welcoming them and some other new homeowners to the block. By the way, this is very Westfield. Okay. Yeah, a barbecue like, like this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, on my runs, everyone waved to me. Like, oh, people it's like, are very it's a little, nice. It's a little Stepford-y type of... For sure. Yeah. But people are also just, like, really They're nice. just friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And even during COVID, because I lived there during part of COVID, people on the block had, like, socially distanced meetups and barbecues. Like, the people are just friendly. We love a safe, organized event. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so the owners during this barbecue were told about the Langfords, who lived beside them on the side where the easel could be seen. Oh, ooh, the Langfords were watching you. That's oh, wait, right. no. Now I'm the watcher. Okay. <laughs> no, I take We're it suspicious back. Suspicious of you. Suspicious. <laughs> so Peggy Langford was in her 90s, and several of her adult children, all in their 60s, lived with her. Okay. The family was described as odd but harmless. And okay. one of the younger Langfords, Michael, didn't work and was described as, quote, kind of a Boo Radley character. Unquote. Ah, there he is. There Except he I, is. Did, I didn't mind Boo Radley, but I mind this person. Well, th- they thought Boo Radley was real. By the way, if you don't know who Boo Radley is, go read To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> yes, a book that I can pronounce correctly, unlike in our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> But also, if you don't know, Boo Radley's like a... Uh, he's like a, a recluse. recluse. Yeah. And they, they think he's... Yeah. And they they think he's weird, and he turns out not to be. But they're suspicious of him because he's, like, weird and quiet, and he keeps to himself. Correct. Well done. Good synopsis. Thank you. Uh, so the Langfords had lived there since the 1960s, which was when the letters said they had started observing the house. Okay. Okay. So, here we go. The police questioned Michael Langford, who said he didn't know anything, but the new owners were told by the police that the narrative of what he said matched the things written in the letters. Oh, interesting. But without hard evidence or an admission, they had to let him go. Okay, well, I mean... Fair. Fair, you know, there's only so much they can do. Right. Like, they they can't just arrest this guy on suspicion. If only we could do these things, but alas... Actually, no, I take it back because the whole world would be a witch hunt constantly. So I take it back. I take it back. I didn't say it. (laughs) I take it back. Jesus. Okay. All right. Everybody shut up. (laughs) So because they were unhappy with the way the police were handling things and uh, because there were no results, the new owner set up cameras all over the house, called in a PI who staked out the neighborhood, ran background checks in the Langfords. They called in retired FBI agents and even told the Langford family they were going to tear the house down in the hopes of prompting a response. But literally nothing came of any of these events. Yeah, but kudos to them. I'm glad they took extra steps and they did like exactly what I would do. Also, how'd they get their hands on some retired FBI folks? I don't know, but that's cool. Rich people, you know Rich what I mean? Rich people, that's it. Yeah. Th- things that I'll do if I win the lottery. <laughs> You have no problems. You're just hiring FBI agents. I'm spending too much money on these tickets, everybody. And that's 2021. (laughs) I have a problem. (laughs) So the private investigator found two child sex offenders within a few blocks. Yikes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the house painter noticed something strange. The couple behind uh, 657 Boulevard kept a pair of lawn chairs strangely close to the house. 
And that the house painter only noticed this because one day he was painting the house, turned around, and there was a motherfucker just sitting in that chair. And it's not like he was looking any other direction. He was looking at the house. Here's my question. I'm wondering, now now that I'm thinking about it, if that's sitting in the sunlight. Yeah, that that is... Because that's of, where I would sit. Yeah, right. Although, well, okay, never mind. My question was going to be dumb. I take it back. I, again, I take it back. Everybody shut up. <laughs> I just, yeah... But first of all, if I was that painter, I've been like, the hell? I'm not making enough money for this shit. <laughs> People I know, sitting there real. watching me paint shit. Hell no. You know? Yeah. I also feel like, I wonder how much the house painter knew. You That's know, what like, I was, was wondering this whole time. Suspicious? Like, yeah, like, do, do the people, the contractors, the various contractors working on this house, like, are they aware of all this shit that, like, have the owners told them about that? I would have. I would have been like, hey, just FYI, this is what's going on. If you see anything strange, please alert us immediately. Right. You know? So I'm I'm wondering if the house painter was previously told, and now he sees this old guy sitting too close to the house, and he's like, that's pretty weird. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So by the end of 2014, the investigation had stalled, and by December, the police notified the owners that they had run out of options, and the owners brought in a priest to bless the house. <laughs> oh! Okay, yep, our last resort here. Let's just get a good old blessing on this baby. That's right. Uh, The renovations went on, and the watcher continued in a letter saying, 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend, and now it is my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. Wow, so like they got the priest and then they get that? That's interesting, I guess. You know, not that the house is sending them letters, not that some entity within the house is sending them letters, but I don't know. It's just interesting, the timeline, I guess. Yeah, I'm also wondering if this, I mean, obviously, it's he's called the Watcher, so obviously they're watching the house, so they saw the priest walk into the house. Correct. But, you know, if you're religious, that priest isn't going to bother you, but if you're trying to spook somebody, of course you're going to make it seem like the priest bothers you. That's the time to throw down about the priest. Yeah, right. Did you happen to conduct a sex offender search on the priest as well? Ooh, bazinga. Ooh. Spicy. Good shout. Sorry, just had to drop that. Also, I mean, I'm just saying. That's right. So the new owners had sold their previous home, and instead of moving into the house that they bought, they moved in with the wife's family and continued to pray to pray. Maybe they did that too. Maybe. But they also continued to pay property taxes on 657 Boulevard. What the hell? Okay. So that must have been exorbitant. Yeah, that that was astronomical. I would finish the renovations and then put it up for sale and just flip it. So six months after the letters started arriving, the new owners put that bitch on the market. There we go. Yep. I wonder if somebody, like the person that, does anybody live there now? Well, I'll get to that. But when I ran by it, it didn't look like anybody lived there. Interesting. Okay. So because of the turnaround, people were very suspicious because when you see a house that immediately, I mean, this isn't like they just, I guess you could have just said we just flipped it, but this was like a family of five. Right. So they were clearly supposed to move in. Right. So they vowed to show the full letters to anyone who was seriously interested in purchasing the house. But even after lowering the price substantially, no one even got that far. Wow, interesting. That sucks. Pre- that does. The previous owners declared they never had any issues, 
They mm-hmm. never even locked their doors. Hmm. And when I moved into Westfield, I asked about the locks on the apartment door and the realtor out loud said to me, he goes, oh, people don't lock their doors here. And I was like, well, I do. So let's talk about the locks. Yeah. What, what is, what, yeah, let's, let's discuss that, shall we? I was like, yeah, well, cool. I live alone in a strange town that I've never been to. So talk to me about how these locks work. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if exactly. they're all functioning. <clears throat> yeah. But that he, he just very candidly was like, oh, people don't lock their doors here. Mm. I mean, it's Westfield, very safe. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. On June 2nd, 2015, a year after buying the house, the new owners filed a complaint against the previous owners, declaring that they should have told them about this the same way you would that water sometimes gets in the basement of a house, and they hope to reach a quiet settlement. Yeah. I think we should sue the people who uh, where my parents live, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it, but I got a lot of, a lot of rage. I gotta say, agreed. Yeah, thank you. Mom and dad, are you listening? I mean, it, it would probably be a ton of work, but. I think it would be worth it personally, but you know. And anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyway, unrelated. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would have probably done the same thing that these people did. So the letters went viral. Because people started talking about them because people got told, someone told someone, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. Now it's now it's in the court, so it's like, it's getting out. Right. Uh, another family posted on Facebook that they had received a similar letter, but had thrown it out thinking it was nothing. And in the spring of 2016, they put 657 Boulevard back on the market and several people said they'd just move in because they didn't care about the letters and then immediately backed out. Oop. So the family came up with a new idea, which is sell the house to a developer who could tear it down and split the property into two sellable homes. Here we are. Here we are. Now, this is a very wealthy area. Westfield is 86% white or something like that. It's a very, like, pretty town. Right. You know, they're very, like, it's a lot of rich yuppies up in that place. They're all very nice, the ones that I encountered. So people thought that this was like a long con, basically. Okay. That this whole Watcher story was just a ploy. Okay. To what? I'm not sure. That's stupid, but okay. Uh, Other people sympathized with the new owners, and some people were like, oh, real estate's always a gamble. What? Uh, No. No. I mean, yes, but not like this. Not this kind of gamble. But what what are you? Go away. This is not part of the real estate gamble. Shit your pants and go away. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So the planning board met to decide on the application of this developer coming in in January 2017. It had already devoted a three-hour hearing to the issue, and more than 100 residents showed up. uh, Okay. So this is a lot of people just screaming, it sounds like. Right, exactly. You get too many rich white people in a room, there's going to be a lot of yelling, and nothing's going to get done. Elevated voices and will accomplish nothing. That's all. Right. So one person who lived across the street had retained a lawyer to fight the proposal. Very suspicious. That is suspicious indeed. What are you doing, across the street person? 
Yeah. So a lot of rich people complained about this because, you know. Because rich people. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, it would be ugly. That place can't have two houses. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Richies, richies, richies. So the board rejected the proposal and an NJ judge later denied the family's appeal of the decision. Damn it. On top of the mortgages and the renovations, they had paid around $100,000 in Westfield property taxes, and the town denied requests for relief. Oh, my God. Okay. So the owners recognized that this house was a beautiful house in a beautiful part of Westfield, which is a beautiful part of New Jersey, and that it should be preserved, but they're like, we're being terrorized and no one's helping us. Yeah, right. Like, what? I mean, what else are they going to do? Right. So the priest that blessed the house went to the meeting Mm -hmm. and he apparently was surprised to find how many people approached him being like, hey, this is a hoax, right? Oh, my God. Here's my question. I'm glad the priest showed up. Actually, me too. Yeah, like kudos. When someone performs a hoax or a con, usually there's an end goal. Right. What is this family's end goal? Yeah, like, what's the end game here? I, like, really, what do they what do they stand to win by, by doing this as a con or as a hoax or whatever? They can't move into the house that they bought. Yeah. And they're just, what? they're just hemorrhaging money at this point. So you think that their con is to renovate a house that they then bought and then to just sell it instantly? Nothing like conning yourself, you know? Right. <laughs> That's how we do it. Like, what... What, okay. uh, what is the point? So after the meeting, the family agreed to rent 657 Boulevard and that they weren't worried about the watcher. The, the people that they rented it to weren't worried about the watcher, though they had a clause in the lease that let him out of the case in case of another letter. Well, that's very good of them. Yeah. Also, big fan of that guy. He was just like, I don't care. It's I'm fine. not worried about him. Yeah. <laughs> So two weeks later, the owners went to deal with something to do with the house. Something about like, there's, it was squirrels on the roof. There's a shitload of squirrels there. Squirrels everywhere, baby. A letter, the guy just like handed him a letter that indicated the owner and his wife by name saying to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. Cute. Very cute. Fuck this guy, bro. This person's such a dickweed. God, what an asshat. For real. So it was dated February 13th, the day after the new owners gave their deposition in the lawsuits against the old owners. Okay. So that's interesting. That is interesting. And said, quote, you wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Unquote. And detailed the news trucks in the area, the detailed investigations the owners employed, and their attempt to tear down the house, stating, quote, My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the watcher, unquote. Hail Santa. This is the most self-masturbatory shit I've ever heard of this in my so life. This is so stupid. This person- and this is how... This is how you know it's a white dude. Exactly. That's exactly how you know. That's exactly right. So the letter also indicated revenge could come in many forms. I'm sure. Maybe a car accident, maybe a fire. So they're just listing all these like threatening things that they could do. Yeah. Maybe you'll slip on some ice and break your ass. Maybe you'll tie your shoes wrong and trip. I mean, they're like listing stupid shit. That's stupid. This person's stupid. 
Okay. <laughs> so the renter was spooked, but agreed to stay if the owners installed cameras and the new renters continued staying there. God bless. And the owners hoped that years without incident would allow them to sell the house. Interesting. But, ooh, I think I checked it on Zillow. I'm just going to verify this really quick. Yeah, Because I feel like I, I checked see it on it. Zillow, and now it's... I don't know if it has been sold again. Oh, it was sold last year. Sold for a cool 1.1 mil. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Sold 9.59. The... the Zestimate is 1.1 mil. It's beautiful. It's like a Dutch colonial. I love this style mm. of house. It's very beautiful. These are things I'll never be able to afford in life. <laughs> Unless I win the lottery. lottery. Baby. Yeah. I'm about to start writing Mega Millions and Powerball down in my revenge notebook, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is very nice. Well, glad. I, I, well, glad. I'm glad that it's sold. That's that's nice. Ooh. Ooh. And I, my camera just fell. I just like <laughs> clicked on the home details in Zillow just to hope it would be like, and there's a watcher. By the way, you might receive letters from time to time. It's a pen pal. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. But then it, they show like what it was listed for sale in 2017. The price dropped by 10%. Yikes. Then in, in 2019, it dropped by 11.2%. Like they just kept lowering it. They, they just were kept like, cutting we just want to fucking sell. That's like. My parents, like in our old house, they just kept having to drop the price and they got robbed. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, bullshit. but we didn't have a watcher situation. So, I'm just saying. But I'm very happy for that family that they ended up selling the house. Yes, they have a happy ending and they deserve it because that's all bullshit and they shouldn't have had to deal with that. And no one knows who the watcher is, but I can safely say, fuck that guy. And also, it's it's probably a white dude. (laughs) For sure. The two things we can safely say. (laughs) That's right. You like how I'm holding my microphone? I'm holding it like I'm like on a talk show or something or like on stage. I know. It just wasn't, I, I it wasn't oh. balancing well. I just, I thought that thing, you know, the, okay. So for, because no one else can see Cassie, but Cassie has a microphone and the, there's like a wire that goes out of it. What is that thing called that goes it's, over the f- microphone? It's the pop screen. And what I noticed on our last recordings is I sounded like slightly fuzzy. So I decided to try without the pop screen today just to see. I see. We're experimenting. It's new equipment, folks. It's going to take some time. It's a little, you know, a little zhuzhing. Nice. A little this, a little that. Well, yeah. And the, but the pop screen is coming off the side. So it looks like one of those Victorian like perfume bottles that you would squeeze. That's exactly what this is. <laughs> Smelling good and sounding good all at once. That's right. So that's the Watcher of Westfield. That's really interesting and totally wild that like you've passed that house so many times and you were right in that area. Damn, I wish we knew about that. Like the times that I came out to visit you, we totally could have just like hung around and probably gotten the cops called on us actually. So. For sure. But I, at that neighborhood is so like innocuous mm-hmm. like nothing happens there it's i'm telling every single like every other day when i would go for a run i would run right through that it, people just wave from their porches like people are so nice and now i'm like one of them was the fucking watcher one of them was the watcher and they were in fact not very nice at all that's right that's how you know you don't really know people gang don't trust anybody that waves at you and remember everybody everyone's a serial killer didn't I say that one episode? I mean, we don't have any proof that everyone's not a serial killer. So really, it's not off the table. 2021, a land of possibilities. 
oh, dude, please, please don't put that into the world. Uh, sorry, sorry. It's already starting off crazy. I take that back, too. <sighs> take it all back. I'm just take just, just, you know, beat me out for this whole fucking episode. Well, mine also has to do with real estate. In a oh. sense. In a sense. Uh and mine is also spookala bookala, but like not quite in the same sense that yours is. Sp- a scary, <laughs> wait, spooky, scary skeletons. What do I say? Spooky, scary skeletons. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So today, I'm covering the Lord Baltimore Hotel, which is like kind of cool because I lived in Salty Balty for a few years uh, because I attended college in Baltimore, and now um, my. My master's school is in Baltimore as well, although I'm doing it online. Hi. Okay. So, <laughs> as I was. Salty the Balty. Lord, salty Balty. Home of delicious crabs and uh, weird accents. Oh, the so, best crabs. So good. Uh, lots of good restaurants, actually, in Baltimore. Love love the aquarium. You know. I And I, oh, I yeah. went to many a dive bar. That's all. So, Baltimore. Lord Baltimore Hotel. <laughs> We're coming in hot. This hotel was designed by a man named William Lee Stoddard, and it opened uh, way back on December 30th, 1928. It's 22 stories, or it was at the time, and it was designed in the French Renaissance style and has a dark Ooh. red brick veneer with limestone trim over a steel frame. I'm setting the scene, you know? So, Very beautiful. Fast forward a bunch of years. 1958, the Baltimore City Council considered but failed to pass an ordinance prohibiting racial segregation in public accommodations, and the Lord Baltimore Hotel voluntarily ended its restrictive guest policies. Snaps! Snaps! Way to go, Lord Baltimore. Okay, Uh, that was just like a fun fact. Following the redevelopment of the downtown area in the 90s, so we've jumped ahead, uh, the hotel is now within walking distance of many Baltimore attractions like the Inner Harbor, where the aquarium is there's like a hard rock there it's it's great uh and camden yards that's where like the the orioles are so um the lord baltimore hotel closed for a little bit in 1982 uh because it needed major renovation it was bought by a partnership headed for or headed by local developer saul perlmutter in 1983 and was renovated in 85 and the partnership filed for bankruptcy in 87, and the hotel was taken over from its defunct creditor by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC, during the savings and loan crisis of the mid-80s. Love to see it. So. Oh, my God. So the hotel was then managed managed by Radisson Hotels throughout much of the 90s as the Radisson Plaza Lord Baltimore. The FDIC sold the hotel to Universal Equities, which is a Washington, D.C. group, and that happened in 92. For $8.5 million. But I'll tell you what, if I win the lottery, I'll be a lot richer than $8.5 million. <laughs> I'm just putting it out into the universe. Everybody root for me. You get a dollar and you get a dollar. I'll just spread that <laughs> shit to all of our listeners. And it'll be more than a dollar. So, Universal in turn sold the hotel in January of 97 for $30 million. Talk about a profit, baby. The I new owners, the new owners, Davidson Hotels, Ended the association with the Radisson, and the hotel became, for a time, known as the Hilton, Baltimore, and Towers. And it was sold again in 2001 to Carlson, and it then became again 
the Radisson Plaza Lord Baltimore, and then it was sold again to Rubel Hotels in Miami for $10 million in August 2013, and it dropped the flag of the Radisson and reopened in 2014 as an independent hotel. And it has a whole remodeling, all that, whatever. So, here's the reason it is a Spookala Boogala location. Mm-hmm. The Lord Baltimore is Spookala Boogala because it's supposedly haunted. Of course it is. So, and oh, oh, just like side note, guys, some of these haunted locations we talk about, if you would think that it would be fun for us to go and like rent a room and stay at this place or something like that and record, we're down to do it. Love a road trip. The two of us have a great time together and just let us know your thoughts in the comments or in an email or something, okay? A thousand percent. Right. So, so the hotel's been restored. Its origin story... (laughs) Makes for great paranormal fodder. So more than, uh, the the Lord Baltimore has a dark history. It has um, more than 20 cases of people jumping to their deaths from the building during the Great Depression. Yikes. I know. This is like that that other hotel you covered. Um, Cecil? Cecil? Was that the Mm -hmm. one? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so theoretically, according to various reports, there is a ghostly couple that occupies the main ballroom where they've been known to dance and... Um, the ghost of a girl who roams the hotel halls with a red bouncing ball. Always. Always a red bouncing ball. Always a little girl. Mm-hmm. Always. Sh- shout out to the couple, though. They're just have they're just throwing down. They're having a good time, you know? We're here to dance. Yeah. That's actually kind of sweet. I like it. So, um, and the, uh, the main ballroom was supposedly a speakeasy dating back to Prohibition. Love that. Love that. So... The hotel was built a year before the Great Depression hit. Um, Many people throughout the U.S., obviously, during this time, lost, like, all of their money and property during the Great Depression, uh, which led to many, many people deciding to cut their lives short, and they committed suicide. Um, Some of these people figured that the Lord Baltimore Hotel was the perfect place to spend their last weekend in luxury before committing this act, and they chose to jump off the roof, um, which at the time was, I guess, the 19th floor. Um, so there are supposed to be other ghosts too that haunt the location, but it's this couple and this little girl mostly. So there's this man, right? Lee Johnson Lowe. He's the hotel's director of sales and marketing, and he's heard it all from like guests. Um, and although he says he doesn't believe in the paranormal, he's entertained by the spectacle of it all. (laughs) Oh, big mood. I feel like this would be us. (laughs) Oh, that's such a big mood. (laughs) Um, the hotel is often inundated with ghost hunters, mediums, and paranormal enthusiasts throughout the year, but particularly during National Ghost Hunt Day, which is September 29th, and also my fiancé, Corey's birthday. I did not know there was a day for that. I didn't either, but now I have to tell him. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't tell him when I researched this. Um, so theoretically, according to this Lee Johnson Lowe, all of these ghost hunters, mediums, what have you, they quote, feel all the energy the minute they walk in the door. And he says, quote, they make the comment that the hotel is very crowded. You know? So, (laughs) um, a ghost hunter investigated the hotel's penthouse one year, apparently, and uh, this Johnson Lowe guy said, quote, it got to the point where he couldn't investigate anymore. He was getting the creeps and it was a little overwhelming for him. Sounds weak to me. Sounds weak as fuck. Yeah. Um, The hotel general manager, Gene Addis, says, I have the haunters. (laughs) 
He's referring to ghosts. And in particular, it's the three that I touched on. According to legend, so here's like the root of this this couple and this little girl. That sentence is so good. I have the haunters. I have the haunters. I bet you do, sir. I bet you do. Yeah, you sound like you do, pal. Yeah, you've got the haunters. So according to the story, the legend, what have you, one night after a party during the Great Depression, um, this man and the woman, along with their seven-year-old daughter, uh, jumped to their deaths. Uh, I don't, Yikes. but to me, like, I don't think the seven-year-old would do it. I, I I don't know if they would have, like, pushed her or just, like, held her. And I, I don't know. Like, I thought about that for a minute. And then I was like, I don't want to think about this. This is dark. So anyway. Yikes. Quote, the ghosts are Molly, our resident child, and her parents. So we have a name for her. Uh, he says, quote, she's often seen wandering the hallways, rolling a red ball. Her parents are dancing in the ballrooms. Uh, and he said he can't explain why Molly has the ball, other than she's literally always seen with it. Um, and he says, quote, I have calls on record in the middle of the night saying, can you talk about this girl? Call her parents. There's a girl running down the hallway. Uh, Addis says, um, quote, I have people who say someone's in my room. Can you check the lock? There was a woman standing in my room. Nope. Uh, nope. Negative. So in fact, one couple reported seeing Molly, the little girl in her red ball as recently, uh, as like October 12th of the year that this, this was written, which was like. I think it was like 2018 or something. And it was written just like a week later. Um, mm. They told the hotel that the sighting genuinely spooked both of them and they couldn't sleep that night. Uh, other people have reported like remotes moving or disappearing. Uh, TVs going on and off. An elevator that goes up and down to the 19th floor where the door opens, but nobody's there. Um, and he says, we live with it. Quote, I have housekeepers who will not go in the guest rooms. I have two that quit because they were so tired of being chased by Molly. Hmm. To be fair, I'd be tired of that, too. Um. <laughs> so it's interesting that she's not nice. Like, she sounds like almost kind of malicious. She sounds a little bit like a little shit. I mean, that being said, I wouldn't qualify her as malicious. I think that's the wrong word. I have had my nephews and my niece at my apartment and all remotes go missing. Kid, you know, it's kids, kids stuff. just like take shit. It's yeah. they're, they're little tricksters. They're little, she's like a yeah. little, she's like a little imp, you know? Yeah. yeah um, so, so he goes, he, this, this article that I found, he uses like the closing line of it to like basically as a plug for the hotel. Cause the, the author writes, so what will new visitors see at the lard, the lard, the Lord Baltimore the hotel? And this, the general manager goes, quote, hopefully a great hotel with a little extra on the side. Think of them as amenities. <laughs> there he is. Gene, seizing the moment. Um, and then I found like, what I a found, salesman. I decided to go on Yelp. I found an interesting Yelp review. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So this person says, the first part of it's so bitching. So here it comes. <clears throat> I have to say, overall, I like the location of the hotel. It could use some refreshing of the rooms. I'm allergic to feathers and they couldn't accommodate me with any alternatives. I had to request an extra blanket because the heater was turned off. The staff were quite accommodating and always polite, helping and professional. Helpful and professional. <laughs> and then here's the closing. And it is a haunted hotel. <laughs> when my grandson walked into the building, he immediately said this place is haunted. I scoffed at him. No, it isn't. On entering the hotel later in the evening, there was a table set up for a group called Reap International selling tickets to visit the haunted place in the hotel. So they, they do like haunted tours, I guess, supposedly too, mm. on and off of this place. So I don't have much more. That's what I have on the Lord Baltimore. Uh, I think like the story that's behind these supposed ghosts, like it, it makes sense. It fits with the hotel history. 
But is it just that? Is it just the story that the hotel crafted as like a really unique marketing ploy? I do not know. But I do know this. Like I said, if you'd like for us to go stay at the Lord Baltimore, let us know. We'll totally do it. I'm down to share a room and just like set up a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. So let us know your thoughts. I I think that's interesting because how much of my constant suspicion with ghost stories is how much of this is suggestion and how much of this is actually someone seeing something and then being afraid. That's exactly right. Like, you know, and and he gets the recorded calls from the couple being like, uh, can you talk to this girl? She's running up and down the halls. It's like, well, did they actually hear, first of all, did they hear anything in the halls? Second of all, was it another kid running around in the halls? Third of all, are they just like playing into it? And and people like attention, people like drama, people like that bullshit. Uh, I think it's interesting the call that they got where there's like, there's a woman in my room. Can you come check the law? That wouldn't have. By the way, yeah. that would not have been what that call sounded like. And no, that wouldn't have been what I would have done. My ass would have picked up my key and walked its happy ass right out of there. I would have been so out of there and gone down the front desk and be like, send someone up to check this shit. Thank you. If there was a woman in my room, in a hotel room that I locked, yeah. that phone call would not have been that polite. God, no. Actually, I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have gone into like the ass kicking mode. You yeah, know, you for sure. Would. I for sure would. I mean, lamps would have been thrown. Something would have happened, and I would have ended up paying the the damages. You know. Oh, for sure. Big time. I, d- I have to say, if you're waking me up, mm-hmm. you're getting something thrown at you. Correct. Like, and and it's a scary event. I'm not right. saying anyone that no. wakes me up gets something thrown at them. I've woken you up, and I haven't gotten anything thrown at me. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. I'm I'm very like calm when I wake up but if I'm waking up in the middle of the night and something like I see a woman standing at the foot of my bed you're getting a phone lobbed at your head yeah negative we're not just gonna call pick up the phone can you please send someone up there's a woman no no that's not not how that would go can you check the locks I'm gonna be like "Uh, you're going to check that room and then you're giving me a new room yeah or I'm leaving Uh, give me a refund I want my money back you know right I'm not having someone just be in my room. The other question about the, the, I think the phone call of the kid running in the halls is interesting, but also have you ever stayed in a hotel They're room They're so before? loud. They're so loud. It happens. All you need is one person on the phone and you're like, there's three people outside. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so like, and, and it's literally anytime anybody walks in the hallway, I feel like you can hear them. Yeah. You I mean, hear grand- someone walking upstairs. You can hear them. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of a, so I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's a, it's a cool thing. I think it's something that I'd be down to check out. And I just, um, the red ball thing too. Like, why do they always have a ball? I, I don't know. What is that? And if here's, here's what I would do if I was the hotel, I would double down on that red ball. I'd buy a million and just leave one outside of guest rooms, like shit like that. That's exactly right. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It's, um... it's it's definitely interesting, but I'm I'm curious. That just feeds into my idea that people don't really see ghosts; they just hear a story, and it's all suggestion. And it, it plants its little seed right in that right in that yeah. noggin. Like even that Yelp review, that woman is like talking about the hotel, and then she's like, "And my grandson said it was haunted." Oh, stop! Yeah, stop that. This is haunted. No, it isn't. I scoffed. I just. Right. I had to put like, it in there because um... I was reading through the reviews, and like hers was the only one actually that commented on. That it's this haunted place or whatever, which I was surprised. I, I expected more. Hmm. But um, I was reading it and I was like, and I'm allergic to feathers, but they couldn't accommodate my needs. 
and this hotel is haunted. <laughs> like, it just took such a turn so quickly. And then it's like, I scoffed. Like, how long were you writing this? Yeah, what did you, how many drafts did it take you? Right. <laughs> like, uh, Stephen King, why don't you relax, okay? Yeah, let's, let's calm it's down. It's just a Yelp review. Yeah. So, anyway, um, love Baltimore. If you guys ever go and want some recommendations, let me know. Like I said, I lived there for four years. And Salty also stay Balti. at the Baltimore Hotel. So stay at the Lord Baltimore. That's one thing I oh, didn't that, that's do. that's it. Yeah. Stay at the Salty Balti Hotel. The Salty Balti. I also like that it's called Lord Baltimore. Lord oh, The other Baltimore. names were so gross. I'm now, glad they changed it this back. This one's the best. <laughs> Stick with the Lord Baltimore, please. <laughs> that's right. The Lard. <laughs> the Lard Baltimore. You know. Whatever. That's no. probably what they cook their crab cakes in and shit. So... <laughs> probably accurate but goddamn if they're not so good so good um yeah everybody uh so anyway if you are um walking down the street and see a suspicious person sending suspicious letters in in westfield or whatever i don't know kick their ass and if you decide to stay at the lord baltimore when all the shit show that is our world currently is over let us know if you had interactions with molly and, and her dancing parents which also if they all died together, what are the parents doing busting a move and just, like, leaving their kid alone to run around the hallways? I was wondering that myself. That's, some, that's like, kind of poor parenting. I'm, I'm not going to lie. P- poor ghost parenting. Poor ghost parenting. Also, if they're just... I, that, I thought originally the kid was separate from the parents. I did, too. Because she's not with them. Yeah, I did, too, when I was first researching this. And then I saw the legend that, like, they took her with them. And I'm like, oh maybe molly's just super pissed off at them she's like fuck you i'm gonna run around the halls you guys can do whatever you want you dicks i'm gonna go play with my ball you assholes so anyway uh if you stay there let us know if you see anything and most importantly until next time stay strange